Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Business Build-Out Series. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 366. Today's show is brought to you by Autoslash. We have a great Not Old Better Business Build-Out Career episode today, and my guest is author, speaker, leader, Mark Miller. We've spoken to Mark previously, and today we're catching up to Mark at his home in Ajiji, Mexico. It's always wonderful speaking with my friend Mark Miller. Mark is so upbeat, so positive, and Mark has learned much in his move now as expat to Mexico. Mark has much to share and has done a great deal of experimentation with telecommunications, video, mobile, and cloud-based technologies to make our interview today work and his own work work while living outside of the United States. Of course, we'll have lots of links to where. <clears throat> of course, we'll have lots of links to find and connect with Mark Miller online, and where to find his newest edition of his excellent book, "Repurpose Your Career," which I've asked Mark to read from now. Finally, we're at full employment. Unemployment rates are below four percent. Everyone who wants a job has one, right? Right? Well, not exactly. I mean, that's what most of the data says, but it doesn't feel true. The data seems to be leaving something out. That, of course, is our guest today, Mark Miller. Mark has founded CareerPivot.com to help the baby boomer generation create successful and fulfilling professional lives. Mark's books, his workshops, his speaking resources, podcasts, and his stated strategy is to work with those of us in the second half of life who want to change. So now for my audience, we're going to answer some of these questions. Does the idea of a career change just overwhelm you? Do you feel trapped in your career? Do you fear that it's too late to make a change? Well, we're going to answer those questions today. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show author, public speaker, leader, Mark Miller. Mark Miller, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Paul. It's great to be back with you. It is good to be back with you, too. We've caught up again, talked a little while ago, but lots of things change all the time. You've got a new edition of your excellent book out. We're going to get into that. But but let's start by asking that, that first big question. How many of us over age 60 are changing careers in this kind of second half of our lives? Well, it's an interesting question, because, in fact, there was a very good ProPublica uh, article um, that came out a couple of months ago, or actually the end of last year. If you're over 50, chances are the decision to leave a job won't be yours. Over half of us who, over f- who after we reach 50, will lose our job and will not recover. And so, therefore, what's happening is most of us are going to have to work into our 70s. And so, and it's very likely not going to be at a traditional full-time job. And we're, we're, re, we're coming into a new era where, as you know and I know, we're not going to retire the way our parents did. So are we going to end up doing something different? Probably the majority of us will. Certainly, I am doing something very different. I know enough about you having spoken to you previously that 
you're doing lots of new things too. Some of it's about keeping up. Some of it is certainly about remaining fresh and current. So maybe give us some tips. Maybe give us three tips from your work uh, as a career expert about how to change careers after we uh, after we age past fifty five or sixty. Well, one of the key aspects I, I've I've changed careers seven times, <laughs> and uh, which you know some people say I can't hold a job. But it's it's a matter of most of the time, every one of my career transitions has been what I refer to as a half-step career move, i.e. a pivot. And that is I had one foot in the old world, one foot in the new world, and I then there was always a relationship that took me across. So if you you know, I'm an engineer and or I like to say I'm a recovering engineer. And if I suddenly said, I want to be a pastry chef, if I'm going to make that in one fell swoop, it's probably not going to happen. Now, if I suddenly said, let me go work in a bakery as an engineer, and then from being a, working in a ba- bakery, I then can step that much closer, it's going to be, it's going to be an incremental. Because, by, by the way, most of us, we can't take these risks. We have these things called obligations, right? Right, like mortgages, and you'd be surprised the number of folks I know who are in their sixties who still have kids in college. Mm-hmm. We, in other words, we can't take these huge risks. So you take these incremental, smaller steps to get there, and that's that's the number one. The second is you really need to know yourself. I know for myself, when I graduated from college and I went to work for the Borg, I mean IBM, uh-huh. I, I became an actor. I play roles. And I played those roles for so many years. That's who I thought I was. So I became a geek that could speak. And I convinced myself was, I was an extrovert. And after my near-fatal bicycle accident back in 2002, I went off and taught high school math for two years. I was really good. It exhausted me because I'm really an introvert. In fact, I'm a big-time introvert. And I went from, you know, being a geek that could speak where I was on stage four hours a week to being a high school math teacher where I was on stage 35 to 40 hours a week. It exhausted me. I couldn't do it. I was I was good at it. And the, the whole piece is go back and how much of that, how much of an actor have you become? And for most of us introverts, uh, it's been a lot of us because we got paid more to be extroverts, to behave like it. And what I quickly found was when you hit your 50s, staying in character is really exhausting. So you really need to go back and 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 understand yourself so that you don't keep on making the same mistakes you've done in the past. I always claim that I've left jobs um, being very unhappy and and later go back to them because it was familiar. Right? It's it, it's kind of like the woman who has an abusive husband and she divorces him, leaves him, and she ends up marrying a guy just like him because it's familiar. And a lot of us do that in our careers. And so in this second half of life, 
Do you want to make the same decisions? I certainly don't. Does that give you a good, good feel? That's excellent. You are more than just a geek who can speak, Mark Miller. <laughs> these tips are, are wonderful. I remember the bike accident from our previous conversation, harrowing, and certainly so good that you're back at it, having had uh, many steps between then and now. I recall also one of the things that we talked about, uh, this issue of career change that I heard from our listeners, I think... People are fearful about this subject. The midlife crisis, the word crisis, I think grabs everybody's attention. So what do we do about this subject? How do we, how do we overcome the fear? How do we change careers knowing that it's all overwhelming? How do we, how do we move beyond this, this crisis that we might be facing? Okay. First, you have to admit we all suffer from what I call MSU disorder. Make stuff up. And you can take stuff and replace it with a four-letter Germanic word. And we all do it. And that and that's where the fear comes from. Is if I do this, someone else is going to do that. Or I know that that if I take this new job, it's going to be like this. I'll use them as an example. When I went off to teach high school math, I had like I said, I back in 2002, I, I hit a car head-on on a bicycle where our combined speeds exceeded 50 miles an hour. And I went off to teach high school math. I told myself, oh, I was a geek that could speak. I've taught engineers in 40 different countries. There's a shortage of math teachers. Of course they're going to want me. And the answer was, no, they didn't. They didn't want any guy over 40. We don't do what we're told. I ignored every sign that they didn't want me. I made stuff up. So part of this is going off and doing your research, talking to people and finding out the facts. What do people actually make? What are the hours? Um, you know, as a, as a school teacher, um, where are you going to get hired? You are likely to get hired in large urban school districts with minority-majority populations, poverty, and single-parent households. Why? That's where the demand is. You have to understand that before you go in. And so you have to understand the culture, which means probably go visit some schools. You might even want to go sign up to be a substitute teacher to find out what it's really like before you just decide to jump in. And once you start finding out the facts, you're either going to find it the way you expect it or it's something completely different, and then you can start making logical choices. And that's when the fear starts to disappear, right? It's, there, there is, there is, um, uh, what's the word? There's there's uh, value in knowledge. And the more you really understand, the less you're going to fear. Hi, it's Paul. We'll be right back with award-winning author, public speaker, and leader, Mark Miller. Oh, boy. Listen to those waves. Here we are in June, and the idea of vacationing by the beach is already on my mind. And I know, just like me, you've probably got summer vacation travel coming up or other travel plan that may involve a car rental. 
car rental has turned into a major annual chore for summer vacations with bewildering arrays of deals that appear cheaper but can leave unwary not old better show audience with large bills later on today's sponsor auto slash finds deals coupons and other discounts at the biggest car rental companies to save you cash auto slash applies every coupon code you're eligible for including publicly available codes and special membership only codes if you indicate you're a member of costco AAA, or other memberships like frequent flyer programs auto slash is free to use and auto slash will compare prices across other rental sites rather than just vehicles that are in stock once you add your reservation number into the auto slash tracker auto slash will keep on looking for better deals right up until you pick up your car. That is awesome, but here's the big difference in my opinion. The free rates, again, the free rates from AutoSlash, those offers can be booked directly through the AutoSlash website and they save you even more money off of the rental car. The website literally walks you through how to get a quote, track your quote, and when you complete the process, you let AutoSlash know the best email address to send you your rental information in less than 15 minutes, possibly are saving an average of 30%. That's 30% savings. Whether or not AutoSlash is better than a car rental website is for you to decide, but AutoSlash has received outstanding reviews. And I will tell you this, the AutoSlash Facebook page, they have a 4.9 out of 5 average rating based on hundreds of ratings. A vast number of the review comments indicate that AutoSlash took minutes to finish its low price search compared to the hours it took consumers to attempt all this on their own. There are many similarities and differences between AutoSlash and traditional rental sites. However, with the possibility to save money, AutoSlash is definitely worth trying, especially this summer when you're traveling the most. AutoSlash.com. And now back to award-winning author, public speaker, and leader, Mark Miller. Your excellent new book, Repurpose Your Career, A Practical Guide for the Second Half of Your Life, is in its third edition. Uh, it's coming out in September. Uh, Mark Miller, the founder of Career Pivot, will put up links about where we can find you. There are lots of great resources on your website, including a wonderful newsletter that I subscribe to called Career Pivot Insights. Just all excellent stuff, Mark Miller. But tell us a little bit about the exciting upcoming uh, third edition. What can we expect to find in the new edition that'll help us guide us a little bit over this uh, next period of time in our life? Well, when I wrote the first edition, it was largely written back in 2012 when we were still in the depth of the recessions. Sorry, still in the depth of the recession. And the world looks very different. And um, I have a very good friend, Gujan Bergman, who's written, I don't know, 40 self-published books. And Gujan taught me that his philosophy is if you write a book, write a book, not the book. So what we've been doing is slowly updating it. That's why this is the third edition. And what I'm going to do with here is we now live in a world where, um, you know, we look like we're at full employment, but the reality is for most baby boomers, that ain't the fact where I moved from here recently, where I lived in Austin, Texas for over 40 years. 
the unemployment rate is under 3%, except if you're over 50. And then it's over 10%. And so very often we are hidden. Uh, what we what we used to do may not exist anymore. Uh, I've got a whole chapter in the book on creative destruction. Um, we are seeing new industries pop up and industries die. I can't tell you the number of salespeople, B2B salespeople I've talked to over the last five years who say, I can't make any money in sales anymore. Well, sales has completely transformed and even for very expensive products, it's moved online. And so what's gonna what what's happened is the what you used to do may probably is not gonna exist, and you're going to have to learn and adapt. And put bluntly, most of us are gonna work most of us are gonna work into our 70s to some extent because we want to, and to another extent because we're gonna have to. Because a significant number of us are going to live to 100. And we're not going to have enough money to last then. So we're going to have to work. And, and it's interesting. I have, a, I have a new online community that's currently in beta. And if anybody's interested, they can find it at careerpivot.com slash community, where over half my audience is over 65. And what most of them want is freedom freedom to work when they want to work on what they want to work and on how hard they want to work, <laughs> which kind of sounds like the millennials, right? Uh, we're reaching a point where we want to continue to work, but we want to work on our terms. I know that's my case. I, I want to work at something I love. I want to work less on my terms. Doesn't that sound good? Sounds exactly right. It sounds <laughs> right. Sounds like it fits me too. Uh, yeah, I don't want to work for the man anymore. <laughs> you know, I left my last tech startup in 2011, and I worked for a sociopath. I'm not doing that anymore. And by the way, most of us have experienced that at some point in time. So the book is becoming more aspirational as to getting you to realize that you're going to you probably will and will will have to continue to work but work's going to look differently and then how do i do that and like i right now i'm releasing a um, uh, preview chapter on weak ties the concept is applying for jobs no longer will do you any good your next job's going to come through a relationship and start so start leveraging that. And a weak tie is someone who uh, you have probably known in the past, but don't know them really well anymore. They're more valuable than people who know you really well because they know people you don't. In my class example, my most valuable connector when I went off to teach high school math was my chiropractor. And I been at that, that point I've been with her almost 20 years. I joke she was the other woman in my life. And um, you know, she knew my values, she knew why I was doing this. She'd been with me through two serious injuries. And 
she knew a whole bunch of people that I didn't know, including school superintendents. So the book is, as I said, we're, we're going to take a, some of the chapters that were very tactical and we're going to take them out and they'll be available in the, in the resource center associated with the book. But we're moving in the direction of how are you going to continue to work in the second half of life and enjoy it. The book is very exciting. And um, congratulations to you, Mark Miller, for uh, updating this, for staying so vital, for playing a part in this online community. I think one of the things that I really found helpful about your website, and that's careerpivot.com. You mentioned it. Uh, We'll put links up in the show notes about where you can find Mark Miller at careerpivot.com. But I like what you say about you're not alone and there are others. This online community sounds like a great place. I found lots of resources on the website. I also found the podcast, Repurpose Your Career, which I thought just an excellent job, Mark Miller. And you've received really great, excellent recognition from AARP. So tell us a little bit about the show, what's coming up. In addition to careerpivot.com, where else can we find it? And then maybe share with us what your favorite episode is for our audience so that they can they can go directly there maybe and check something out that you really thought was uh, so helpful. Well, we I started the podcast a little over two years ago, and who thought I'd be doing a podcast for two and a half years because I think I'm <laughs> publishing, a, I think, episode 135 here next week. Congratulations. It's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, and, um, and I started it to support the release of the second edition of the book. And I started out with the intention of both interviewing experts and interviewing people who had made successful transitions. And the interesting piece there is uh, when I started serving um, the, the listenership, the one thing everyone says what they love to hear is they love to hear people's stories and people who have successfully as I like to say, made it to the other side. Um, and and so the, the podcast, uh, I kind of break up the podcast in a bunch of different, um, uh, seg- not segments, uh, I break it up uh, into different kinds of episodes. One is, um, you know, just interviewing experts, people telling their stories. I've been reading chapters from my book, Uh, We've been doing question and answer, and I usually do that with Mark Anthony Dyson of the the Voice of Job Seeker podcast. And the one that's been really surprising, for those who don't know, I now live in Mexico, Ajijic, Mexico, just south of Guadalajara. And I've been kind of taking everybody on my journey, and like I said, I'm a recovering engineer. Uh, I test everything. And I'm very, obviously, I'm very logical. And so I've been, it's been amazing the number of folks who have just told me they love hearing my expat stories because it makes it believable. It makes it, um, it makes it possible for people to understand my thinking. And, you know, I just did an episode on healthcare and health insurance down here. Um, the major reason we left the U.S. was because our health insurance had exploded. Uh, in 2017, we spent $25,000 on my wife and me on health insurance and health care, and we didn't reach our deductible. 
I mean, it's ridiculous. And my wife is a nurse, so she's a pain-in-the-ass patient. And we got down here, and she's been thrilled with the healthcare. So I've been kind of taking people through that, those aspects. And um, right now, we're the podcast is doing really, really well. And I mean, who knew? Mark Miller, author of the third edition now, Repurpose Your Career, a practical guide for the second half of life. Founder of Career Pivot, the wonderful online community and website at careerpivot.com. I like this sentence that I found uh, about the book, really kind of summarizing, how can I find purpose and a paycheck in my next act? So Mark Miller answering all those questions again. So good to talk to you, but thanks for your time. Good luck. And uh, Mark Miller, we, we really would like to have you back. Well, thank you very much. And and let me add you one more thing. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in getting pre-release copies of the, of the Repurpose Your Career, you can sign up for that at careerpivot.com slash R-Y-C team. It's my review team. And about every two weeks, I'm, I'm sending out a pre-release uh, chapter. R-Y-C. So Ralph, Yellow, Charlie. You got it. Like repurpose your career. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> We're going to put links up to the to that too, Mark Miller. Well, thank you. Wonderful resources, lots of great ideas, and uh, an important online community. So Mark Miller, thank you again so much. Good to talk to you, and I'll be following up. Well, thank you for, thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, always a pleasure. Good to connect again, and I appreciate you uh, and, and all you're doing. So thanks, Mark Miller. Thanks to Autoslash for sponsoring the show today. And I want to especially thank Emma LaRouche of Expert Bookers for reconnecting me with Mark Miller. And I want to thank you, Mark, for your passion, your time here today with us, and all you're doing to give back and to help those in their second half of life to actually have a life they wish filled with happiness and success. A great program and website. Again, that's careerpivot.com. Thanks so much, Mark, and thanks to all of you, our Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, let's talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.